Good afternoon, uh, Twitter. My name is Pendo Ochola. I am a hospital psychologist from Chiromo Hospital Group and will be the moderator for today's very lively um, hashtag we took a ground Twitter conversations. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's already joined in. We still have a lot more people who are bound to join this conversation. But for those who are just here with us, um, I want to say thank you. But also, I just want to give a brief inter introduction of our virtual ground spaces where um, we discuss things as they are on the ground. Um, we're here to have very candid, very raw conversations just to understand how we go through day-to-day -day life and to offer support to each other on how we can navigate um, this. So we are honored to have um, a good number of panelists that are about to, or rather bound to join us as we carry on with the conversation. I want to acknowledge two panelists already here with us, uh, Joyce and Salim. Um, perhaps you could extend some um, greetings and introduction to the listeners with us today. Okay, good afternoon. My name is Joyce Ngari from Masai Mara University. I am a student of communication and public relations. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me to share my insights and my opinions on this amazing topic. Back to you. Thank you so much, Joyce. Uh, we can't wait to hear from you when we get to that point. Celine, over to you. Uh, Good afternoon. I am Celine Muzeu, a virtual assistant and freelancer. I'm also the caregiver to my mother for over two years now, and I'm looking forward to learn and as well share my experience. Back to you. Thank you so much, Celine. Um, and I know we have uh, some listeners here with us. If you happen to be one of our panelists, uh, please feel free to request for speaker status. Um, for me to upgrade you and then you can carry on with the conversation. If you're already in this conversation, you know that we are here to talk about the woman as a caregiver. Um, and this is not to say that men also don't serve as caregivers, but we exist in a cultural, in a social world. And in this um, cultural space that we exist in currently, most of the, most of the caregiving tasks are assigned to the woman. We had a Twitter, um, a Twitch chat earlier this week on Monday, where we had this topic, and there are a lot of insights coming from, uh, from this. And we thought it better to have a Twitter space to carry on with this conversation. We'd like to hear from you, from your personal experiences. And I uh, appreciate how Celine introduced herself as a caregiver, and we'd like to hear uh more from you regarding that we have someone joining us as a speaker from uganda more than welcome um and we want to hear uh, your opinions from the different aspects or different um areas of this world let me start with let me start with introducing um q media first of all and then we can dive straight into the conversation if you can hear me, Q Media, over to you. 
Good evening, good evening to you all. Um, Carrie Mulungi, I'm the team lead of Q Media Advocacy Uganda. And I'm glad to be here to share my insights and my experiences because I'm a caregiver to my mom and my young bro. So nice being here. Over to you. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing from you as well. Um, let me start with Joyce. You are the first one to, you know, um, to introduce yourself. Let me start with you. How do you understand the term caregiver, even before we go deeper? Um, for me, uh, a caregiver is a family member or someone who regularly looks after the sick person or disabled person in the family, in basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me, let me just go a bit further by asking how it has been for you as an African woman um, being a caregiver. <sighs> for me, it's been very heavy. I can remember the first comment I got when my mom got her diagnosis was from one of our family members was that uh, you have to move closer to mom or figure out a way mom is going to be taken care of because he on ikazia mwanamuke. So there wasn't any discussion. <laughs> there was no room for debate or questions. And it has been one heavy mental, emotional and financial journey because you're supposed to balance your work, your life at home, and still take care of this patient or let her go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with little to no assistance. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, for that, Celine. And um, I think I'm going to also serve as um, the translator if there's anyone else in this conversation who does not understand Swahili. Um, here Nikazi Amwanamke is Swahili for that's the role of a woman. Um, and this is something that is expected of you. As you said, you know, no conversation behind it. It's expected of you to do that. I'm glad that you have some male panelists who have joined us today because we'd also like to have a very balanced conversation. Dr. Godfrey, you're more than welcome. Um, perhaps you could start with a brief introduction before we invite you formally into the conversation. Well, thank you so much. Um, I don't know if I'm very late, but I'm glad to be here today. My name is Dr. Godfrey Mutunga. I am a doctor here in Uganda, the founder for Living Hope Foundation, community-based organization here in Uganda for mental health and wellness. Um, we try to fight suicide and stigma associated with mental health struggles. Thank you so much for having me on the panel. Today's discussion, the woman as a caregiver, very, very important. I hope uh, we can share the link and invite as many people as we can. But so far, I'm glad to be among the speakers and just to share on this topic. Uh, happy Women's Month to all the ladies here. I know the single fathers who are playing the mother role. Um, thank you. Back to you. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Godfrey. We are more than honored to have you here with us. And you are just starting this conversation off. You're not um, late. And what you are trying to explore is um, the understanding of the term caregiver first off, but also the experience of an African woman being a caregiver. But I think, let me not limit it to an African woman because we're opening it up to all the women. Um, the experience of a woman as a caregiver. Allow me to go back to you, Dr. Godfrey, from the male's perspective. What has been your observation regarding women as caregivers in this society? I think, um, I'm, thank you, uh, asking about our society. I think women have been primed to know from the very start that the lady or the girls or the woman is actually um, supposed to be the caregiver of the home. And then the father is the, um, the one who runs around to provide fees and maybe buy food, but the caregiving is largely on women. Um, uh, yeah, so our society looks at the woman as, a, uh, as, as the sole person when it comes to caregiving. And so they, 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 when we talk about things like uh, uh, nurturing babies to uh, taking care of the whole family, including the father, um, and also looking after the sick, but also some other house chores, um, uh, some even like gardening, others like in the northern part of Uganda, as far as even uh, roofing buildings, so the role of caregiving cuts across and it runs deep in cultural and social contexts. And um, it differs from one place to another, but I think the basis of it all is the woman is looked at as one who nurtures, cares, and, and, and protects. Uh, then the father provides and, and sorry about my environment. I am blessed with birds around. I, <laughs> so you may hear that. Um, but I'm sorry, I hope I will still be able to communicate. So <clears throat> that's, that's, that's what I think. Like I grew up seeing my own mother uh, doing most of the housework, doing most of the, 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 the nurturing and looking after us. And then my father, of course, running around to make sure we have the fees, uh, maybe buying clothing, uh, and, then, and then leaving money for, you know, use at home. But the other roles of, you know, a child is sick, 99% of the times it's my mother who runs around and it's my father who sends the money or calls into, oh, so you told me in hospital, how is he or how is she? So I, I really see caregiving as, as a really big, big role uh, in society and women are doing really amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Godfrey. And you're also thankful for the birds in your background. Um, we appreciate that you are able to give us your personal experience because this conversation, we took a ground, uh, is so helpful. Let's talk about things the way they are on the ground. So we're here to have very raw, very um, candid conversations. And we'd like to hear from personal experiences. And um, I'm grateful that we got that aspect. You have another panelist who's also joined, Guyo. Um, who also happens to be male. So I, I, I appreciate the balance that you're having in this conversation. Um, Guya, would you like to do a brief introduction? Hello, guys. Uh, I'm Guya Dibaboro from Michelo County. 
and I'm an, I am an advocate and I'm very humbled to be part of this of this session and as a woman as a as a advocate I have seen many women taking part in caregiving services and it's kind of so sometimes it's kind of hurtful to see them overwork and today we are able to to be part of this so that we can speak for them and hear their voice their voices, their cries, and their struggles. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, too, and apologies for um, the assumption earlier. Um, let me start by saying that the fact that you're having this conversation and you're highlighting the, um, the impact that culture has had on how women are viewed as caregivers how and how men are viewed in the community as much as we're discussing that we're not saying that these are not important roles to play um the question here would be as much as women are serving these important roles um caregiving roles how also can a woman tend to take care of their personal needs personal mental health needs personal physical or physiological needs um, and I'm opening this up to the panel. Anyone who would like to go uh, first? I think I'll go first. Thank you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, caregiving is uh, a very big task. You're, you're, you're going to involve things like being physically involved. Uh, we talked about uh, things like, you know, you have to wake up so early, you make your kids ready for, for school, uh, you're cooking their breakfast, you're preparing their stuff, and then your, your husband as well, um, you know, preparing for him. That's physically involving, doing laundry, digging in the gardens, looking after cattle, um, or even running around with businesses. So that's physically demanding too. Um, you also have an emotional investment you know your kids will be very many and they will need you to love them differently. Uh, they want you to see them, to hear them. And then um, if you are looking after uh, a sick person, for example, uh, someone with a chronic illness, sometimes it's easy if someone has a, a short-term illness, two, three days in the hospital. But then when you have someone who has a chronic illness, for example, sickle cell disease, you're in and out of hospital every time. Or someone who has... Uh, any other underlying illness like cancer, and they're going to have it for long. So just looking after this person, you know, they're in pain, they're crying, they're they are, they are, they are going through all these difficulties. You as a person, it gets to you, and it could weigh you down emotionally and mentally, and you could even break down. So you need to make sure that you prioritize self-care and you prioritize yourself. I read somewhere where they were saying that um, the best way to to look after the people we love so much is to look after ourselves because if you do not look after yourself, if you are in no position to deliver the care and help that you're giving to other people, then they, in the end, no one benefits. So for, 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 for you as a lady, being able to juggle all these things will need you to first invest in yourself, pour in your own cup, and then when it is overflowing, you can be able to share the surplus with others. Invest in yourself, invest in your energy, invest in your mental wellness, have boundaries in your caregiving, you know, 
Because at the end of the day, it's rare to find that the family has only you, the woman, married there as the as the sole caregiver. You know, you have brothers and sisters to your husband, for example, or you have other kids in the family or other relatives. It's uncommon. It's 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 not uncommon to find an extended family in our setting. You know, where you live with the cousins of someone or nephews or something like that. So, as you, the caregiver, please make sure that you dedicate some of the tasks to other people you know within the family such that you do not break down in the process because oftentimes the mother or the 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 the, 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 the yes the mother or the sister big sister you know family dynamics others don't have the the, the, the parents and it's the big sister who is taking care you need to have some boundaries as well to your caregiving making sure that you do not pour until your cup runs dry because now when it's empty then all the people under your care are going to start suffering so it's important to know that in as much as i'm pouring into other people's cups i need to pour into mine in as much as i'm giving um these hours to look after this patient i also need to look after myself so you need to put aside time for yourself time to relax time to rest you know you need to take a shower you know you, you need to brush your teeth. You need to go out and breathe. So learn to dedicate um, some tasks to some people. You know, you're watching a sick patient who is chronically ill and it's going to be like that for months. Do it in turns. You know, if you do daytime, let someone else do in the night. Um, if you are in a country, because now we are talking about our, our locality, but, you know, there are some developed nations even within Africa here. So if you're in a country where you can... Um, you can utilize um, uh, other care services, you know, like uh, um, uh, there, are, there are homes where you can take someone who is sick, for example, someone who has dementia, and they're going to be ill for long, you can utilize that. You can even have a home where you drop a person for a, a certain number of hours, they are taken care of, and then you take on later. That way you don't feel broken. You as a woman, you'll still be able to chase your career, for example, or you run your businesses, or, you know, stay afloat as you look after the people you're looking at. And then also set boundaries and communicate them with the people that um, that are within your vicinity, you know, your family. Be like, uh, please don't call me at, at this time. Because, you know, you may not change, you may not change a lot about someone's situation. So uh, if I have taken care of the person during daytime, in the evening, please, you also do this. Like not being called every time because you may not change a lot. So having those small, small boundaries and communicating them clearly with the people that you live with, it it puts it puts you in a place where you're still happy doing what you're doing, you know, being able to provide. But if you do not um, prioritize yourself, you do not invest in your emotional wellness, you're not uh, having time off to rest, you're not feeding well, you're not... Um, um, relaxing you know you're all tensed up by the time it gets to mid the process you may be also a patient because you will break down burnout is real depression and anxiety they are real diagnoses and they can affect any person and so if you do not um, um, have things in place to save you and, and and take care of you as you take care of another person no one may benefit in the end when you break down back to your host thank you uh, thank you so much, Dr. Godfrey. You cannot pour from an empty cup, um, but also setting boundaries um, and, and using the, um, 
the things around you, the people around you to support you. Thank you so much for that. I think Celine also wanted to contribute. Celine, over to you. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's just me who can't hear. Sorry for that. I think I was actually writing down some things. I think uh, Dr. Goldfree has covered more or less what I wanted to say on that particular question. Thank you so much for that. Um, I want to, to channel into something that Dr. Godfrey said, and that is using the people around you or using the facilities around you to support in that way. Um, and I would like to hear if there's any man in this conversation who is also willing to give an experience of their own experience of being a caregiver at any point, whether it's for three days, whether it's for a long-term, um, you know, diagnosis, whether it's a, a, a man who is a single dad or rather takes primary care of um, their child. And I'd like to hear their experience in this. Okay, we have um, the observer. Over to you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the mic and good afternoon, everyone, uh, wherever you are. Good morning, wherever you are. Uh, I'll start by saying that uh, I'm a single father. And uh, this is a very interesting topic. I, it's a conversation that we need to have uh, in our societies. Uh, I'll start by saying you mentioned something uh, that uh, about uh, things on the ground. In my opinion, I think uh, we haven't done so much to support women to be who they are or to push them, to encourage them to be the best version of themselves as a society. Because, uh, you know, it is... Uh, it is uh, right now is when I, I, I learn a lot about uh, women and their contribution in the society. No matter how much resources we have as men, we cannot reach the level of, uh, of women when it comes to their contribution in the society or even in uh, bringing up, uh, in, in, in uh, being caregivers. Because uh, look at it even uh, from creation. God was not a fool uh, to, 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 to give Adam a woman. Uh, the book also tells us that whoever, gets, whoever gets, finds a, a, a wife uh, or a woman gets a, finds a good thing. So uh, by that, things on the ground at the moment, me as a man from my observation, I think we need to do more to support women to push them to be the best version of themselves because without women, imagine where we will be without women. And even the chaos that we're experiencing today, it's because of uh, lack of knowledge or lack of appreciation of how much women, of the importance of a woman in our societies. Uh, look at this thing of LGBTQ right now that is affecting many, many young, the young generation today. It's simply because they have been misled or being fed wrong information about women. 
there is this narrative that now it's going around on social spaces that uh, fear women. Why should we fear women? And the women are the ones who have made us who we are today. Look at a man, uh, look at a, a billionaire, a rich person without a woman. You will find that in most cases, all those resources end up to be useless when this man is not there. And those who uh, have got a woman in their environment, you'll find that even these resources end up being multiplied because of the wisdom that God gave a woman. Any home that has got not, uh, that has not a woman, you find that the children in that home are being raised, grow up, uh, they end up not growing uh, uh, or being fruitful in the society because they lack that, uh, they were not nurtured in the correct manner because you find most of the time men go out there and then the children are left home alone. There is nobody to take, to take good care of them, nobody to nurture them in, the direct, in a godly manner. So you find that we, have, we are destroying our own society when we don't empower women. I'm one of the people who always say that uh, women should be empowered more and more and women should not be afraid to come up and take the spaces or the opportunities that they are being given. Women should not be afraid to come uh, in the front line. Uh, it's, we, are no longer, we are no longer living in, a, in, a, in, a, in the days whereby uh, a woman will be, will be subjected to some other activities like, uh, you, you know what I mean, like back in the days, things have changed and we have understand that these things are, these jobs that were preserved for men, women can do them better, even better than men. So I think uh, to, on the ground, let me say, I don't feel we need to do more to empower our, the girl child to have a better society. Because without these women, that is why we are experiencing the chaos we have today in the society as a young generation. Uh, I want to listen to more, I want to stay here as I listen to more speakers. But that was my point. A woman as a caregiver, she, knew, she needs to be equipped so much well with the resources so that she can be the best version, she can showcase the best version of herself. Back to you, uh, Chiromo, and uh, thank you for this uh, interesting topic. Uh, thank you so much for that. Thank you for giving us your experience as a single dad um, and highlighting the, sometimes what I can put under the word pressures that women experience when it comes to their caregiving role in our different societies. Um, and we're looking at this because, as I said when we were starting, we exist in a, um, in a cultural space. We exist um, in spaces where there are expectations on gender roles. And actually on that matter, I want to say that this is a very uh, gender identity free and uh, also sexual orientation free space. Um, and even as we're discussing this as women, this is a conversation that is open to um, all forms of um, identification and sexual orientation. And we want to have a very real and raw conversation here. Um, let me hear, because uh, um, the observer brought something up about how to support women. And I would like to hear about 
how then can men support women as caregivers, but also from the women, how would we like to be supported um, by the other members of the society as caregivers? And this is open to um, anyone to go first. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. I said that I am a student at Masai Mara University. I am not a parent, but I am a woman. I am a firstborn in a family of five. And uh, in 2020, when uh, coronavirus struck the country, I had to take up the space of my mom uh, because she had to relocate and uh, take care of my grandparents. So that's when I realized that uh, she has a very big uh, responsibility in taking care of us all and uh, balancing work and uh, taking care of everybody at home is a bit overwhelming. So you've asked the role of a... Uh... We seem to be having a challenge with Jason's connection, but you can, I, I, I open it up to any other speaker who would like to contribute to that matter. How can um, other members of the society support women when it comes to their role as caregivers, but also from the women, how would you like to be supported as a caregiver in the society? I would like Definitely. to speak as a caregiver and maybe say some of the support that we would appreciate from our men, our brothers, or whatever capacity the man is in our lives would be, as Dr. Godfrey had mentioned, where we have situations where somebody else can take up the role from you. If you're doing hospital runs with the patients, we can have this side of the family members going on some of those hospital visits. If maybe you are in the hospital and maybe your partner or your brother is around, maybe they can take care of, let's say, dinner for that day. By the time you get from hospital to home, uh, there's a little bit of assistance somewhere where that the caregiver doesn't have to be up fasting in the morning, prepare themselves depending on which hospital you're going. Here in Kenya, it can take you maybe even a whole day in a public hospital. By the time you get back, you're supposed to make dinner, clean up after, if you have children, you have also to get to know how their day was. So I believe if the if the men would at least give us that kind of support where there is some sort of balance, where we do something on this end and they pick up another end of the responsibility. I also think that uh, not just the men, but the society, I think there should be more awareness on what it entails to be a caregiver. I don't know how that can be approached because most of the time when you go to hospital, the focus will be on the patient as it should be. But I do not think the side of the caregiver should be neglected. I think people should be talked to. They should be prepared mentally on what to expect with a, with a sick person. They should, be told, they should be told what resources are available to them. First of all, within the hospital, and then where else outside the hospital they can get such assistance. I think those are the first things that come to mind when it comes to support for caregivers. Back to you, Pendo. Wow, wow. Um, thank you so much, uh, Celine, for that. Not just highlighting how 
you would like to be supported as a woman, but also in addition to that, how um, the caregivers often are not given as much attention or guidance on how to be one upon uh, the delivery of a diagnosis. Um, I know even in mental health, there's a lot of attention that is given to the caregiver. That's why it's very important to have family psychoeducation sessions to guide them on, you know, uh, understanding the diagnosis and how to support um, the person who's been given the diagnosis. And I don't know how often this happens and even in physiological conditions. Um, let me open this up to, to the rest of the panel. How can we support women? Or rather, if you're coming from a woman's perspective, how would you like to be supported in terms of uh, being a caregiver? Anyone who wants to go? We have some few panelists who have joined us. We have Uzima, um, but also we can hear from anyone else. Guyo, Dr. Godfrey. Yes, Uzima, thank you. Uh, thank you, the host, uh, speakers, and the attendees. Uh, I would like just to add that uh, we should also revise and try to adjust in our societies, especially in our home settings, whereby you find our cultures have learned us that it's by default a woman has to be a caregiver. And uh, if we would, uh, for example, try to, to revise our upbringing of uh, boys and girls, wherever you find it's even difficult for a man who can fail to change a diaper of his own daughter. I'm sorry for men who are on the platform, I'm not talking about you, but uh, there could be men who find it even difficult. And right from our home settings, you find like our chores, girls can do the dishes, girls can uh, make beds, girls can cook, they can take care of babies, they can, when a woman is at home, a child is crying, you just hear a man calling like, yeah, your child is crying, can you check what's wrong with them? Let's not wait for that moment when we really need to be hospitalized to analyze, oh, who is, uh, who is going to take care of this one and who is going, it shouldn't be really a discussion, it should actually be, uh, decisions made out of uh, love and circumstances which are around. For example, if a man is working and earning a bit more, or a woman is somehow flexible and choices like that, like, okay, you are around, you can be maybe taking care of our mom or our papa, and I would be coming in the evening, bringing food or doing this, like, uh, of course, trying to teamwork in that way. But if we leave it for a woman herself, uh, of course, the society is not even allowing it. Uh, women, we've tried to accept it because it's uh, that's how it is. But if we would, try to uh, to see it in a different way and try to adopt other cultures and not even in a bad way but to improve our uh, our our social lives and our settings because if you would see a woman not taking care of her mom or her sister uh, th there is a way how people would interpret that or you would be even uh, despised or named in a, a different way, tagged, or you are not empathetic, or you, you don't care. 
but uh, I find it very difficult to just come in at the end where need is necessary. But if it's just something like we've been practicing or we've tried to be uh, 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 to allow it, uh, and we are just, I think it's it would be fair enough for every woman who is in caregiving. But when we go, uh, we get back to uh, what assistance that a woman would like to to get as a caregiver. I think the previous speaker, Doctor uh, Godfrey, and and uh, the two ladies, uh, I think Joyce and Celine, they've already mentioned them. Yes, of course, speaking to them, asking whether you can help or maybe just do some shifts. If she's been uh, in the hospital, for example, during the day, you can allow her go home and maybe do something, do some shopping, uh, sleep a bit, come back uh, in the evening, uh, do the laundry, uh, and financial support, of course, and and uh, uh, a psychosocial support. Someone uh, mentioned it. That's also important. Most cases, it's forgotten, but uh, it's also vital as physical support. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Uzim uh, Empowerment, for that. Allow me to uh, just call you that for now. Um, and as you were speaking, you seemed to really, um, you know, release some tunes that made a lot of sense to Dr. Godfrey. Um, I'd like to invite Dr. Godfrey to respond to that. Uh, and also quoting a tweet that um, you just released, society should know that caregiving is not a gender issue. Anyone can step in and support the person in need. Um, Dr. Godfrey, over to you. I feel like you have something to contribute to. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, Uzima. Uh, I think this is like the third space I've had Uzima speak. I would really love that you, okay, now that you follow me, I, I know that every time someone you follow is in a space and then, then you get notified. Of course, I know I can do this for only so long because in front there, we are going to um, be... Um, managed to, 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 to be caught up in some other things but whenever it's possible I will always be on, on these spaces because I just love sharing experiences knowledge and all these things with, with, with all of us because I get to learn from people from all walks of life and I also get to share my experience and my perspective I just feel like Twitter spaces have given us a voice and um, a platform just to be able to share because some sometimes some of the things you needed to buy airtime on a radio station to be able to get information like this but i'm glad we are able to do this right here it really makes me glad um yes uzima talked about a lot of things one thing i i, I noticed is in our society people think that caregiving should only be upon women and so you're going to find families which are disproportionate and the woman Okay, the ladies in that family are few, and then the men are very many. So you 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 find the woman is expected to do the laundry for all the people in that house, cook for them, and do all the things because she is the woman. But you know, knowing that anyone can do caregiving, whether it's a woman or a man, it's very very important and vital because it leaves the woman feeling supported and feeling validated and belonging 
having that sense of belonging to the family. But if you look at caregiving as a gender issue, you know, like from the day you're born, this is what you're supposed to do. That is wrong. And it's, it makes, it reduces the woman just to what she is and not able to do. And that is wrong. So we need to support ladies. We need to support them emotionally. Uh, there comes a time when ladies, are, I mean women, let me say, are looking after more than one person, you know, more than one, like taking care of more people. You know, you have multiple people who are sick in the home and you are alone. You're going to break down. You need to be in this hospital here and then you need to look after the kids at home as well. So there needs to be uh, things put in place where someone can easily ask for help. If you're feeling overwhelmed, let there be no shame in a, a woman who is exhausted from caregiving to ask for help because that way you are supporting the woman. And then let it be easy for a woman to open up and say, I need help in this and this aspect, such that as they, as they take on the caregiving role, they feel supported enough emotionally, even physically, you know, if she is cooking, fetch the water. If she if she's going to the garden, accompany them. If she if she's running around with businesses, and then you know you can peel uh, the matoke or the cassava, or you can uh, you know cut onions. I mean, let the women feel like they are doing a vital role. But then it is not only up to them. Like we are also being part. I don't know how many times I've been with my mom in the kitchen. Though my dad would, would, would sometimes complain that, you know, men are not supposed to... Sorry about my sorry about my background. Men are not supposed to be in the kitchen. Men are not supposed to, for example, be peeling matoke. He, I don't know if he's, in, he's on this place or not because he's a digital man. But, um, yeah, those are some of the things I used to see when I was growing up because when I tried to help my mom in the kitchen, she would be like, ah, get out from there. That's not your role. Meaning these guys have been primed to know that, for example, cooking is a lady's thing. And so a man is not supposed to. So I feel like we should act out these things, not just speak them. Where I really value when we speak things, but also go back where we stand in our small groups, in our small families, implement them you know help your spouse out you know ask her what can i do she's cooking how what can i do you know she's making juice what can i do can i wash the fruits can i cut the fruits maybe you'll blend the fruits but let me you know let her see that you are being encouraging financially men please be able to support your woman but also i should put a disclaimer sometimes the the woman is in a higher in a higher paying job better connected or well supported maybe through their family or through the resources they have around them. So like Uzima said, let us not look at this is a man thing, this is a woman thing. Let us look at this is the person I've chosen to do life with. How best can I support them? Because it differs from family to family. It's not going to be the same. The dynamics are not the same. In one family, the man is better placed. In another family, the woman is better placed. So the 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 kind of support such a woman will need is this is not the same as the kind of support someone else in the village you need. But the basis is the same. Are we trying to harmonize this thing and make sure that in our care giving, uh, which is largely dependent on the woman, 
in the African setting, are we trying to make sure that she's not breaking down and we are still able to do life well and in harmony? Because if you leave caregiving to the woman and she breaks down, she won't even have time for you, the guy. You're going to come back and she's going to tell you, I'm very tired. And indeed, she's tired. And she could tell you she's tired, maybe physically. She could tell you she's tired, maybe emotionally exhausted. And you're going to feel bad. You can even judge that now this one has forgotten about her conjugal obligations. Um, she's she's no longer, you know, uh, being the woman I expected. But that's not true. It's because you have let things weigh her down. But if you support the person and they feel uh, safe, they feel, yes, the burden is big, but they, they have your back. I mean, I mean, you have their back. It's, it's, it's very, very important because there, someone is able to carry on their caregiving roles, but from a place of, I still love myself, I still love my family, I still love my spouse, I still love the work I'm doing, and I can still stay afloat, both physically and emotionally. Thank you so much, Uzima, for sharing that, and back to you, our host. Wow, um, a lot of very powerful themes coming up from that. One, I appreciate that you're able to diversify caregiving um, to also the element of in a family setting, in um, taking care of siblings, taking care of parents, taking care of an infant, um, and how all of these scenarios also apply as a um, caregiving role. Um, also, the, the aspect of being able to communicate um, the support that one feels like they should give, but also how does someone feel like they should receive support? And it's important for communication to be there for the right uh, type of support to be administered. Um, and this is a gap that a lot of people um, experience. Sometimes you would want to be mo uh, to, to move heaven and earth, but that person just wants, you know, just sit there next to me, uh, physical presence, just be around. Um, and in that way, they feel that support. So being able to communicate what form of support one would appreciate is important. But there's something else that you mentioned that um, is still stuck with me, the aspect of being primed or socialization. Um, and it really stood out to me that when you when you'd offer to help your mom in doing one, two, three things, she would be the one to even say, you know, you should not be doing that. And that really stuck with me because of the aspect of we are cultured, we are primed to, as, as women, to do, to serve this caregiving role to a point where we are even um, sending away support. And I think that really stuck with me. And it's a point of action for not just the women in this conversation, but also the men. Do we see some of these blind spots, some of these things that we do as an as a result of um, cultural, uh, sorry, um, socialization, and how can we work against them? And I wanted to, um, I was a bit curious back to you, Dr. Godfrey, on how you were able to work against this. Your father had a narrative of what role a man should play. Your mother also had the same narrative, but here you are with different patterns, you know. And also, this is open to the other men in the in the chat. <laughs> well, um, yeah, the, the good thing I have with my mom is we really do communicate a lot. And, okay, my dad has another woman. So the number of times we interfaced with him were really small. And then he's a career man and working away from home. So meaning we saw each other fewer times. 
but uh, I was with my mom always. And so whenever she was ill or uh, overwhelmed, and I could see that, overwhelmed by something, I'm like, mom, let me pick up this, let me pick up that, and let me pick up the other. And so we grew to sort of like be brothers and sister more than mom and, and son. And so I have always talked to her, mom, let me help you with this, let me help you with that. And also, I think taking me to school sort of helped me because I was um, able to be enlightened. When you go to school and you're doing things like home economics and you see the boys and the girls in senior one, for example, um, in, in my senior one, when we're doing home economics, boys and girls all doing baking, boys and girls all doing uh, home management, uh, uh, cleaning up, organizing, because we had marks uh, allocated to some of these things. So I was like, oh, so actually a man can cook, a man can do ABCD. And then it really helped me even when I went to campus, when I was at uh, Gulu University uh, in mid school, I was renting and I didn't have anyone to for example, cook my food. So I bought my gas and I would cook and I'm like, okay, now it means uh, my learning these things early at home sort of really helped because I could do my own laundry, but I could also cook. So uh, this helped me to realize that some of these skills are not gender roles. They're just life skills. They're not even gender roles. When you reduce them down to that, then, then we have things like, ah, you're doing this. This is supposed to be for ladies. But we have one of the best chefs, for example, in the world, and they are men. Uh, we have people who do plating of hair, for example, and they are men, and they do it very beautifully. Um, and all those other things. So I think we should really step out. As Africans, we really need to step out and stop uh, fixing our minds onto one thing. You know, you can have a boy child out there and his passion is to be a chief, but the father wants him to be a teacher or something else. He's going to be a teacher, but very unhappy. So the best, I think, uh, thing to do is to break cultural patterns that do not really serve us. I mean, what cultural pattern would prevent you from learning a life skill as cooking? It's just a life skill. It's not a gender thing. It's just a life skill. And if you know how to cook, then you'll help your woman better. For example, when I get married and my woman is uh, expecting and she's all heavy, what would prevent me from making a nice breakfast for both of us? And nothing would happen to me just because I, make, I made her breakfast. In, in any case, I would even feel better because I realize when you do something nice, uh, good hormones are released into your brain and your blood and you feel fulfilled and, 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 and you feel leading a purposeful life. So learning some of these skills has nothing to do with are you a man, are you a woman? We just need to learn them because they are survival skills. Um, learning to do my own laundry saved me because the first time I gave someone to do my laundry, they put jig in my cotton clothing and they lost their color. So the next time I'm like, I'm going to do my own laundry. And that's what I picked on all throughout the five, six years of mid-school. So some of these things are life skills. And we should change the narrative uh, about this is made for men, this is made for women. And learning these skills will actually place people in, in better positions to help in caregiving. So we need to flash a torch, a very light, I mean bright light into our patterns and our cultures, which ones are obsolete and which ones do serve purpose and which ones do not uh, really do serve us. Because cultures ha can change. We've been evolving over the years. There are things which were normalized those those days which are not uh, 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 functional anymore because of today's society and the kind of life we're leading. So I feel like we can we can change the narrative through 
uh, encouraging more and more uh, boys and girls to take on roles, you know, um, uh, to, 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 to take on some of these uh, activities. Because if we reduce uh, chores or um, uh, some skills to only one gender, then the other one misses out. But I love it these days. You can find a woman builder. You can find a, a woman barber, um, um, a, a male chef, you know. These are very, very important things. And when we change the culture and the narrative and the, and the, and the, and the, and the thoughts around uh, learning some of these life skills, we are going to equip all genders with uh, skills and also put them in better position to be able to assist the women in caregiving. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, these tasks that are involved in caregiving are life skills. They are not uh, gender roles. So these are open to everyone to to learn and to know how to support each other. Thank you so much for um, for that. I want to uh, give a chance to Guyo uh, to contribute to the conversation. Uh, excuse my voice. So guys, I really want to appreciate Dr. Godfrey for what he has said. And I can also attest, attest to that. Like when you see a woman is kind of tired and she really needs a help and you're a man and you feel like someone or, or someone can judge you because you are kind of doing things that are only meant to be done by women. So it's kind of very accommodating and also very uh, impressive for men to include themselves in doing cause chores at homes. And I'll, I really appreciate Dr. Godfrey so much because I used to have an aunt, she passed away unfortunately, and she had a, she was diagnosed with throat cancer. So I used to take care of her and and I was being judged because you know, I'm, I'm a man, I used to wash her clothes, I used, I used to feed her, I used to wash her legs and hands Okay, and I, I and I was like really judged. Why are you doing this? You're a man. Leave it for your mother, your sisters, your cousins, your nieces. You see, and I was like, no, 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 no. I can do it, and I really need to help my mother because you know, her mothers are really burdened to always take care of us. Okay, to the to do the laundry, to wash clothes, to to take care of us at home and it, it is really a burden and as a man when you jump in to save her from this burden you really feel like you have done something so good in her life she'll always appreciate you love you and uh dr godfrey i really want to say that you're very impressive you have done something good and i, will, I really want to tell all the men who are in this who are here to always be available to help your your mother, your sisters at home whenever they are in need. Back to you, back to you, host. Thank you so much, uh, Guyo. Very uh, insightful um, comments there, and and thank you for bringing that up because it also brings up the element of uh, the burden of the caregiver, which would then translate to caregiver fatigue and to the most extreme bit of it, caregiver burnout. And these are things that are actually there. It's important for us to be able to support the caregivers in this way. Um, 
the the unfortunate bit about caregiver burnout is even as dr godfrey says it plays like a domino effect um one thing will affect the other function and the other function and this person is affected in different ways and some of the emotional ways in caregiver burnout is you know the attitude changing from a caring from a positive um feeling to negative and unconcerned and this is not something that someone is doing intentionally but the mental health is uh deteriorated to a place where even the attitudes are affected and that's why it's more than important for us to be able to support the women who are primarily seen as caregivers in our society how as a man how as a fellow woman can you support someone who is in that position um and i uh, i really appreciate you Guyo, for for highlighting that the observer would like to add on to that over to you yes i i want to add uh, on something that dr godfrey said i tell I, I tell my male friends that for example when you go home and uh you find that, uh, for example, you know, I, I do, I've learned a lot from, since I became a single father, I've learned a lot uh, of the importance of uh, a woman. And your wife is also your caregiver. You should not run away from that fact. So I do tell my male friends, when you go back home and find your woman, uh, for example, she hasn't cooked. There are so many reasons that this woman, there must be a reason why this woman has not uh, play that role. Don't just jump in with quarrels and fight uh, to that woman. You won't die if you get in the kitchen one day and cook for the family. No matter how tired you are, imagine this woman does this uh, activity every day when uh, every day that you've been together. Now you just because she didn't cook for you for a day, you want to fight this woman. I do encourage them that this is not a gender role. You can get in the kitchen, prepare food for the whole family, and then talk about it later with your talk about it later with your woman. Ask her, you know, listen to her. We need to listen to our women. Somebody cannot just wake up one day and say that she's not going to cook. There must be a reason. Talk to her uh, in a polite manner and try to understand her, and then come up with a solution as a, as a man. You know, women, we tend to forget that women were brought to us as helpers, not us to turn them into slaves. Actually, I wouldn't love to be with someone who, who, is, uh, who is like a slave in, in, in a, at home or wherever. Even we are talking about caregivers. You don't turn that person into a slave. They also need their peace of mind, time to rest, time to time to rethink about themselves, time to recharge. So we need to give them enough space so that they can uh, re-energize and come back fresh in whichever in whatever activity that they we expect them to perform. So that is the kind of support that I will emphasize on so that uh, we have the best from our, our, our women. Some of these mistakes or some of these uh, loopholes that you're seeing uh, from our women, it's just because we fail to support them or create a, a safe environment for them uh, to, to, to render their services uh, 100% or perfectly as we expect them to be. So 
we need to put back uh, in our mind, we need to have this thought in our minds that these are just our helpers and uh, it's our responsibility or our duty to give them a conducive environment uh, to help them uh, render their, their duties and services. And uh, I'm very, I'm very happy to hear Dr. Godfrey doing that uh, uh, to, to his mother. It's a lesson that we need to learn as men. It's a conversation we need to, to teach our young boys that uh, these things that you're taking is not a gender role. But generally, it is being known all over that uh, over 50% of caregivers are women. And it takes heart. It needs uh, a big heart uh, to, to, to handle out some of the services that the, these caregivers do. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example with myself. Uh, I would come back home sometime with, uh, and uh, would quarrel my girlfriend or my baby mama on uh, how she's slow, how she has not performed, uh, she has not finished her work in time, and all that kind of stuff. So one day she told me, uh, my dear, let's sit down and have a conversation about this issue because it is something that you can solve. So we sat down and we agreed that uh, on one of the weekends, she's going to visit my parents in, uh, at our home, our rural. And uh, it's not far from where I stay, from where I live. And she's going to leave me with the children, you know, so that I, I experience it practically and see if it's that easy, how I expect her to render those services. So that happened, and believe you me, she left in the morning at around 6, but by 10 a.m., I had already called her and tell her, I'm sending you fair, please come back. This thing is not like what I expected it is. So I felt like I have failed as a man to create a conducive environment for this woman. I've not been giving this woman uh, support, much support emotionally, and sometimes even if financially. It wasn't enough. You know, sometimes we men, we leave money uh, for our women. And we think our women, maybe they have even uh, misused that money. If you're given money today in this with this economy to go in the market, you won't believe you, you won't believe how these uh, how women are, are creative when it comes to balancing uh, uh, when it comes to balance the money that the little money you've left them with. So it takes a lot. These women we drain they, they get drained emotionally, mentally, you know, physically for them to render such kind of services. So I would emphasize that if you are a man, please learn how to support a woman, learn how to uplift a woman to another level. And that's the only way you can get perfect results as a man. Because you know, in most cases, men expect, our expectation is, is always that women should be perfect. We forget to understand that they are also human beings just the way we are, you know? We believe that when we go out there, when you go to the jungle to look for food, we, we, we always think that we are the ones who carry, uh, who performs the heaviest, the heaviest duties. But back at home, it's never that easy the way we may think. That experience was a lesson to me. And I've learned that lesson. I learned that, that lesson the hard way. And so you as a man learn, it is something that you need to learn. First of all, start by understanding who women are. And if you want better results, support women. Back to you, Chiromo. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, thank you so much for that 
creating safe spaces, creating um, um, an environment where someone is able to serve this role as a caregiver. Thank you so much um, for that. And this involves support in different ways, um, emotionally, physically, financially, but creating that conducive environment for someone to be able to um, offer these um, services. As we are coming to the end of this conversation, a very insightful, a very um, uh, impactful conversation. I want to call on to each and every one of us, if you happen to know of a safe space, of a support group, uh, of any initiative that is directed towards um, offering support to caregivers, please feel free to go to the um, uh, tweets related to this space and just leave that information there. This is to um, have to share resources for anyone who would be here would be a caregiver, um, concerned about their mental health and they need a form of support. From the different countries that you come from um, in this space, please, please feel free to go and indicate, uh, indicate if you have a contact, if you have um, information about where that support group is held, please feel free to leave as much information as possible to be able to um, create awareness about these safe spaces. As of this point, I'd like to open it up for parting shot from any of our panelists um, so we can sum this conversation up. I think I'll go first since my phone battery is about to go off. Uh, okay. Once again, I'm Dr. Goodfrey Mutunga. I'm the founder of Living Hope Foundation, Uganda, a community-based organization for mental health and wellness, and also a mental health advocate and professional. I am glad for for the topic. Uh, Rona is here. If you can see her, she is uh, working with Soft Places Uganda. So she has, uh, they are doing some amazing work when it comes to taking care of community, uh, reaching out and supporting women. So she's also a, a, a contact person for any of the ladies here who want to, um, who want to, to, to access her. Uh, I'm also around uh, and I do mental health support and referrals in case uh, someone is not within my locality for me to be able to reach them or see them. I can um, listen in, I can refer to uh, a facility or a trained uh, doctor or psychologist. So you can reach out to me. But uh, for ladies who are here, I know this space is about you and um, about also all of us, of course, who have tuned in. Caregiving is a really tasking uh, kind of uh, role. It's going to take a toll on your physical health, but also on your emotional well-being. It's going to take a toll on your finances. It's going to affect your career because for a lady who is taking care, for example, you have a child with cerebral palsy or a child with ADHD or a child with special needs, who needs you to always be there? It means you have, you're going to have less hours at work and that affects maybe your ability to be promoted, for example, at work because the male counterparts are going to work longer hours or they are going to work more. And so for them, they will have more chance of being promoted at workplace compared to you. Uh, you're going to have less time to run your own personal businesses. You're going to have less time to go out. For example, men will go and, and, and find their other fellow men in groups in those evenings, drink or whatever. But for you, you're home taking care of people. So what are you going to do? If you feel like you're having burnout, please reach out and ask for help. 
Two, please don't judge yourself for needing help because it's normal. Our body is a system which has feedback mechanisms and also which has communication signals. So you feeling tired, angry, sad, broken is a feedback mechanism. It's a signal that you need to step back. You need to invest in yourself and you need to rejuvenate. So don't judge yourself saying other women are able to do ABCD with ease. Why am I breaking down? Or how will society know that so-and-so is not um, fulfilling their role because, quote-unquote, uh, caregiving is seen as, 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 a woman, as a woman's role. So don't judge yourself when you need help. Find it. Reach out. We are here to support you, but also within your vicinity. Don't fear to speak out. Don't people please. Don't say yes to things when you actually feel no. Don't say yes to people when they are making you sad. So have the strength within you, have the assertiveness within you, have the courage within you to speak up when you feel you're down. Because the best way to look after your, the people you love is to look after yourself. I repeat that. Because when you're better placed to help, then you're going to continue with that. But if you lose yourself in the process, the people that you are taking care of are going to lose you and your support. So the best way to look after the people who are under your care is to invest and support yourself. Value yourself. Value your health. Value your physical well-being. Ask for help. Dedicate family members. You are not uh, alone in the world. Ask for help. Ask a, a, a fellow woman how is she managing, you know. It's okay to need help. It's okay to seek help. So don't judge yourself. Don't put yourself in so much pressure. Don't internalize things and make them just about you because it's not just about you. It's about a whole family that you belong with, the people that you belong with, your spouse as well. Be willing to communicate. Be open. Do not people please because it's your very well-being online. So don't fear to speak out. That's all I can say. And don't fear to seek help. And don't fear to, 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 to create boundaries and communicate them because at the end of the day, we can only give as much as we have. So when you lose what, you gi what to give, you're going to have nothing to give. So to continue to be able to support other people, pour into your own cup, invest in your own wellness, invest in your own life and, and, and safety and, and health. With that, you're going to be able to take care of other people. Thank you so much. I was glad to be on this space. Those are my parting shots. I really like the discussion and I like to be part of any mental health discussion. I look forward to an Africa where we demystify things like gender roles being just reduced to a man and a woman, our house chores or life skills being reduced to gender. Let us embrace these things and make them a part of us. Let us flash a torch into our, our, our culture because I know we are not just people, we are not just numbers. We are our cultures, we are what we've learned as we grow up. We are a lot of things we've primed to believe. I'm not saying we should break our cultures, but we should flash a torch. It's okay to question everything, especially that you're your own person. It's okay to question some things because at the end of the day, the people who create change are the people who be like, but isn't there another way? So be part of that. Be like, isn't there another way? I know caregiving, according to society, is a woman's thing, but isn't there a way I can help? And so with asking ourselves questions like this, we're going to be pillars of change and we're going to better support ladies in our, in our communities to be able to support their families and themselves. Thank you so much, uh, Kiromo Hospital, for having me on the panel. 
and for all people who have been in the discussion and coming and 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 and, and submitted uh, their views and shared with me as well as allowing me to share back to you our host i am glad to have been part of this thank you um thank you so much dr godfrey for uh, summarizing that don't shy away from asking for help it is not a determinant of your capacity as a woman and as a caregiver if you need help please um ask for for that find someone you feel safe doing that and ask for that help communicate uh, for that for everyone else who's here um empathy and a lot of that if you see someone who is going through um a hard time if you see someone who needs help imagine how it would be if you're in that position and then support um so we're all working towards um the betterment of all our mental health i want to read something from uh suruvi careful caregivers who says men and women show care differently and therefore caregiver burnout can present itself differently emotional and mental support needs to be different so um thank you so much for highlighting that for us in that person to person will all benefit from different forms of support different forms of care we have different needs and thank you so much for reminding us of that um in the interest of time allow me to summarize this conversation at that feel free to come back um, and revisit this conversation if you missed a part of it this conversation will still be on our twitter um, page for you to listen to it feel free to share it to anyone else out there and if you still have resources for caregiver support groups caregiver support platforms please um, feel free to um, add it to um you know tag us tag this conversation so we can share this information as much as possible um thank you so much to everyone who joined in thank you for those who also volunteered to um add on to the conversation who are not even part of the panel thank you to the panel um for your beautiful for your great insights in this conversation and i want to wish each and every woman here happy women's history month happy belated um women's day we celebrate you all thank you everyone um see you on monday